Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. It is uh, it's Wednesday night. I'm bringing this episode uh, Thursday morning because it's almost uh, midnight over here um, on a Wednesday night. And um, yeah, I was going to do this episode tomorrow. But uh, well, I mean, it's basically almost, uh, I mean, this is going to be released on Thursday. So in a couple, uh, less than an hour from now, but let me just get this, uh, over with this Wednesday night. Um, right after this episode, I'm knocking the fuck out cause I got to go to school in the morning and then, you know, start my day. Um, so yeah, week six, let's talk about week six NFL and, uh, other things. Of course, I'm going to do also some album reviews that I didn't get to review on the last episode. Um, talk about Drake's album talks about, a couple other albums that I haven't talked about yet. Um, top five players, top five bums, uh, top five teams, my power rankings uh, for week six, this and that. And then also looking at some season stats. So, yeah, let's just get straight to it. Um, so let's just go straight to MO. We'll start off with baseball, of course, because uh, we just ended. We just ended. Uh, wait, oh, sorry, sorry. Let me share my screen real quick. My bad, guys. Um, the Astros and the a Rangers game just ended right now, and oh, okay, hold on, what's going on here? A little take a little too, little, little. There we go. All right, buddy. There we go. Okay, so I stopped on Sunday, right? So okay, so let's recap the last five games throughout this. Um, you know, throughout the postseason so far. So let's talk about game one. Of course, game one of the Rangers Astros series. We got the Rangers winning uh two nothing. Oh, the, the the okay, it just moved. Um the Rangers winning game one two to nothing um by an RBI by uh Jonah by Jonah Heim and also an RB a home run by uh Leodi Tavares. I think they say his first name Lovodi or Leodi Tavares. Um and the Astros were shut out um, in the first uh, first game of the series. Jordan Montgomery went six, uh, six, one third, six and one, two, uh, one and three thirds. Um, five only allowed five hits, didn't allow a single earned run, and obviously only walked one batter and struck out six. So he was pretty good um, for almost seven innings throughout this game. And well, the Astros they were shut out. They couldn't do much in game one. I mean. Their lineup was all over the place. Jordan Alvarez at bat, you know, couldn't do much in this game, even though Jordan Alvarez has kind of carried this Astros offense for the majority of the postseason because he's just been hitting fucking home runs. Um, but let's talk about game two of the series with the Rangers also winning, as you can see there, winning game two as well. Five to four. Again, the Astros peeping in a little bit closer, but once again, kind of also was carried by Jordan Alvarez, um, but falling short five to four. As you can see here, John Heim with another, uh, with this time with a home run, a couple of RBIs, Nathan, uh, Nathaniel Lowe, Mitch Garver, Adolis Garcia. Um, and yeah, Nathan Evaldi struck out nine batters, walked one, allowed five hits and three earned runs, and then pitched six straight innings. And then the bullpen took care of the rest. Uh, Jose Leclerc has been getting four out saves these past couple games. He got one in game one and in game two. And, um, yeah, I mean, the Rangers getting it done, man. This team on the road at home, they have been dominant. They have 
have not lost a game yet in the postseason until today. We're going to get to that game that just ended literally minutes ago. And Jordan Alvarez, two RBIs, two home runs, like it's nothing. I think he already has six home runs this postseason already. Ridiculous. Um, Framber Valdez, however, pitched a pretty awful game. Uh, not good. Not good. Uh, not even completed three innings, allowed seven hits, four on runs, a walk. I mean, did allow, uh, struck out six, but, yep, the Astros just couldn't get it done in game two, and the Rangers took that 2-0 opportunity and now getting heading back home, but we'll talk about game three in just a second, even though you already see the final score here. Then Monday night, we got the first game of the National League Championship Series. We got the Phillies winning game one. Uh, five to three, as you can see here, um, the Phillies lineup right here. One home run. Kyle Schwarber, first inning, first pitch, boom, swing, home run to right field. That was out of here, and that's how our offense started on the first pitch of this entire series. Kyle Schwarber leading things off. Bryce Harper on his thirty-first birthday. Happy birthday! Uh, I, I mean, it was it, you know this was on Monday, but happy late birthday. Um, for Bryce Harper hitting a home run and two RBIs, Bryce Harper fucking coming in the clutch once again. Um, and then Nick Castellanos, he's also been a fucking demon on this team. Oh my goodness, he's been out of his goddamn mind. Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner. This lineup, man, is is jeez. No man, they've been going. They've been playing fucking amazing, man. We're, we're, you know, we're still not in the World Series. We still have to win a couple games left in this series to eventually get to the World Series. But I've really, really enjoyed what I've been seeing from this Phillies team, man. This team is super fun to watch. Easily have been the most, at least, I mean, call me biased, whatever. Has easily been the most entertaining, most fun team to watch if you like offense. I mean, if you love offense, then... I think the Phillies are easily the pick that you would choose as the best team right now in the postseason. You know what I mean? And I know the Astros, you know, yeah, but, you know, they haven't had the best series so far against the Rangers. Yes, today is a different story. They did win this game today, which I'll get to talk about in a second. But, yeah, man, I mean, this lineup is, is just cooking up at the right time. The Diamondbacks, they were kind of aiming closer towards the end. Uh, Perdomo hit a home run, I think, in that, like, seventh inning. What was it? In that seventh or sixth inning right there. But yeah, couldn't get much done. Zach Allen pitched five innings, allowed uh, eight hits, five earned runs, two walks, and then four strikeouts while Aaron Nola was pitching. Oh no, Zach Wheeler was pitching this one. Aaron Nola pitched in game two, I believe. Zach Wheeler dealing six innings, pitched three hits, two earned runs, didn't walk anybody, and then struck out eight motherfucking batters. So yeah, the Phillies got the job done in game one. And then in game two, it couldn't have been even fucking better. They annihilated the Diamondbacks 10 to nothing. If the offense wasn't good enough in game one, then the offense was definitely well prepared in game two. Kyle Schwarber hit a home run in game one. Doesn't matter. He hit two in game two. Two RBIs, two home runs. Trey Turner hits his, I believe, his third home run of the postseason. His first this series. Once again, Trey Turner, ever since those Phillies fans, you know, made that, you know, um, billboard thanking, you know, 
giving him that standing ovation, applauding Trey Turner, giving him support, even though he was slumping, even though he was not playing like great, you know, he's been disappointing for the majority of the season. Ever since that point in like August, I believe, or pretty much the turnaround of the second half for the Phillies, Trey Turner has been a huge reason why, and he's completely stepped up ever since. And now he looks like an absolute fucking demon. Even though Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and Nick Castellanos has also looked really, really, really good. Um, also, Alec Bowman, Bryson Stott, they haven't been hitting home runs like the other three guys have been Schwarber, uh, Nick Castellanos, and Harper, but they've still been there. And defensively, they've made some really good defensive plays throughout this series so far, man. But, I mean, offensively, we're putting up the runs. But let's talk about our pitching because fucking Aaron Nola was dealing six innings pitch. Didn't want to overwork him, I'm assuming. Only allowed three hits. Didn't walk anybody. Didn't allow an earned run, obviously. And then a struck out seven. And they're a bullpen getting it done as well. Striking out two by Hoffman, one by Stram. And then Kergering struck out three. Our bullpen is also getting the work done as well. Not letting our starting pit. That was one thing that I was kind of concerned about was our bullpen in the in the postseason. The bullpen hasn't been the worst part, but they've definitely cost us a lot of games in the in the regular season. I was kind of concerned that they were kind of going to fuck up some games here. I mean, you could say that for that game in game two uh, in Atlanta, uh, you know, in the divisional series in the division series. But other than that, they've been they've been cooking. And then now we catch up today with the Astros winning their first game of the series. So now it's a 2-1 series. They had to win this game because if the Rangers won this one, they would be up 3-0. And at that point, the Rangers would have just been waiting for whenever their, their, you know, their series is going to close up because being up 3-0 is essentially you winning this series. So, yeah, I mean, the Astros putting up enough runs. Jose Altuve hit a home run, I believe, in the third inning. Um, and the offense for the Astros stepped up. I mean, as you can see, RBIs from Jose Altuve, two from Jordan Alvarez, from Dubon, from Pena, from Maldonado. The rest of the lineup started getting better. The Rangers, kind of a slower start this one. Adoli's got an RBI. Josh Young hit two home runs, obviously carrying most of the offense, you know, scoring those four out of five runs with two home runs, obviously. Yeah, and and the and the Astros pitching who was on the mound, Christian Javier, he was playing, he was pitching pretty good. Almost had six innings, three hits, two earned runs, a walk, and then three strikeouts. So the strikeouts weren't, you know, that impressive, but was not allowing that many hits, and you know, a lot of he was really just allowing pretty much just you know two run home runs, getting someone on base, walking somebody, and then pretty much just getting Josh Young to hit the home run off of him. But that was pretty much that. Um, while the Rangers, uh, Max Scherzer, man, four innings pitch, five run runs, five hits, a walk, and four strikeouts. Not the best performance for Max Scherzer. He was injured for, you know, majority of the season. So, I mean, I can't really blame him, you know, for not really pitching great. And he didn't have that much time, um, you know, coming in from the injury to now pitching in this game. But, yeah, man, uh, hopefully he can get better in the next game if they're, you know, if the if there's a in the World Series in Game Seven, maybe if if, if the Astros can make this into a seven-game series, we'll have to wait and see. 
And then tomorrow we got the Phillies and the Diamondbacks game number three. It, this time in Arizona. So we shall see what we're going to be doing on the road. Um, and then, of course, game four of the Astros Rangers again in Texas tomorrow. If the Astros tie the series, I mean, we already have a series now. It's definitely going to five games at the very least. But can they make it to six games at the very least? Hmm, we'll have to wait and see tomorrow. And then the Diamondbacks, they're at home. If they don't win tomorrow, then it's also wraps for the Diamondbacks. It's just a matter of time when the Phillies are going to win the series, if they can get the job done tomorrow, or if they at least, you know, win tomorrow. Um, and then the World Series is expected to start Friday, October 27th. My birthday is the 28th. So game two of the World Series is, you know, going to be on my birthday. So hopefully the Phillies and the Rangers, hopefully that that's the World Series, you know, once again, that I'm that I'm predicting. So, yeah. All right, so that's that with uh, MLB. Um, I believe there was baseball, uh, not baseball, obviously. MLS, there was a game, right? Oh, yeah, there was Miami and Charlotte. Yep. So Miami and uh, Charlotte, they tied 2-2. I mean, yeah, the, the, the MLS uh, Cup, like the playoffs are going to start pretty soon. I think, oh, this Saturday is the last, Saturday, uh, last week of the season. Okay, so this season is going to be wrapped up after Saturday's games. Um, and then, yeah, the postseason is going to be throughout the November, and then December is going to be the championship game. And, yeah, that's that's that. All right. Now let's talk about football, guys. All right. Let me just let me just go through the games here. I, I got to go on ESPN. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. There we go. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, where's something? Oh, wait, well, hold on, hold on, I was going to show you all something before. Okay, so, um, the WNBA Finals were on, and as you can see there, the, the you know, the fireworks in action. So, yeah, the Aces, they uh, they just won today, um, back-to-back uh, WNBA titles. They obviously won it last season. And then now repeating as defending their title, once again defeating um, the New York Liberty is three games to one uh, by one point. Um, and yeah, so I mean, congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces for winning the WNBA championship um, and the NBA season. Oh, let's talk about the NBA real quick. Um, the NBA season starts the 24th. The 24th with the Lakers and the Nuggets and then Suns Warriors. So those are the first two games of the regular season. Obviously, we're in the preseason right now. The Heat lost today. Oh, well, the the Kings are playing against the Warriors right now. Um, I mean, yeah, preseason. You know, I'm not really watching much preseason action so far. I've only watched a couple games. I've watched this one. The week we had a pretty good game. Tyler Hero played this one. It was pretty good. Um this was Dame's debut in the preseason for the Bucks, uh, beating the Lakers. I've seen a couple of them. I've seen a little bit of this one. LeBron or Steph Curry barely even played in this game. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, there was you know Sixers losing to the Celtics. Nothing new there, but that's interesting. Okay, so there's more preseason games tomorrow: Celtics, Hornets, Timberwolves, Bulls, Pistons, Thunder, Nuggets, Clippers. Didn't they just play like yesterday? Literally yesterday, the Clippers won 116-103, so they go back-to-back games. 
Suns Lakers. Oh, I might watch that tomorrow. Anyone's on Friday, 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 Friday. Oh, Heat Rockets. That's the last preseason game. Yeah, so the last preseason games will be on Friday to get ready for the regular season Wednesday um, for the remaining of the teams that don't play on, on Tuesday, obviously. Yeah, the Heat, we start the season off against the the Pistons. I was about to say the Thunder. Who the Thunder play, actually? The Thunder play against the Bulls. The Sixers, who do they play against in their first game? The Bucks. Oh, on Thursday. Um, wait, the Suns, they go up against the Warriors, and then they go up against the Lakers on TNT Tuesday and Thursday. Um, yeah, it should be fun, man. I'm super excited for the NBA season once again, man. We're in, uh, you know, baseball's ending in a couple weeks. The MLS is done. WNB, well, MLS is, you know, the the playoffs are about to begin. Um, the WNBA is done. So, you know, we got that going for us. Now let's get back to NFL uh, week six recap. This week has been pretty, this week has been very crazy. Not going to lie. Um, in fantasy, it's been weird. There's there's definitely some some entertaining headlines in this one for sure. Nothing, uh, a lot of things going on in this one. Very shocking to me. Very shocking to me. But let's just let's just get straight to it. I mean, let's start off with this snooze fest of a game with the Chiefs beating the Broncos nineteen to eight. Yay! The 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 Chiefs win a game that they should have won because they're the Chiefs and they own this team, right? But this was not the best outing for the Chiefs whatsoever. Um struggled offensively. Defensively, I mean they they got it down packed. Their defense is very underrated. They may not have the best defensive unit in the league, but man, they can get the job done and I mean, yes, it's against the Broncos offense, but right now the offense for the Broncos is not the is is not the weak point of this team. It's now actually the defense. They una reversed their situations from last year. Offense was great last year. Defense or no, defense was great last year. Offense was dog shit last year and now it's the opposite. So pick or choose. Pick or choose Denver. You you pick your poison there. Um Russell Wilson did not have a good game at all. He's actually been playing pretty solid. Honestly, not even solid. He's been playing pretty good. I'm not going to lie. He's been playing pretty good this year. Can't lie. But this game was not it. 13 for 22, 95 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. No. Patrick Mahomes, 30 for 40, 306 yards, a touchdown, and one interception. I mean, damn, bro. Bro is throwing 306 yards just to throw a tutty. A lousy-ass pick and the 19 points there. I mean, Harrison Buckner, how many field goals did he hit? One, two, three. Four, he had four fucking field goals, man. I mean, Harrison Butner was the real MVP in this one. Chiefs offense really needed, I don't know, like, they have some good weapons, man. You know what I mean? Like, um, the Chiefs, they got Kadarius Tony. What the fuck for passing? Okay, that's that's wild. I mean, obviously, they got Travis Kelsey. They got uh, Rasheed Rice, who's been actually a pretty solid piece. Of course, they got Pacheco. Sky Moore hasn't done really much. Kadarius Tony has not done much. Noah Gray, I mean, he's he, he he doesn't even really get that much reps, right? And then he rushing, he's barely getting. Uh, oh, that's nice that Kadarius Tony got negative five rushing yards. That's that's awesome. Um, 
Scantley Jr. has just hasn't been playing, and then they also haven't been utilizing Clyde Edwards-Alaire because they also have Rasheed Rice, um, not Rasheed Rice, um, Pacheco. My bad. They have Pacheco, you know, a running back, so they really haven't utilized Clyde Edwards-Alaire that much. You know, so they have some weapons there. I mean, a bunch of young guys, a bunch of rookies, a bunch of young guys on that offense. Besides, obviously, Travis Kelsey, you know, besides Pacheco and Sky Moore, but they're second-year players, so they're still young guys and this and that. Like, the offense is very brand new. Oh, and they also just signed, uh, re-signed, uh, not re-signed, because he left um, to the Jets, and now he's back with the Chiefs. McCall Hardman, uh, receiver. He was with the Jets, and now he's back with Kansas City um, after leaving, like, last season, um, going to the New York Jets, and then obviously now coming back to KC. So, yeah, the Chiefs, they're 5-1. and one. They're still a scary team, even without this offense looking amazing, and the Broncos are still dog shit. So nothing has changed. There we go. That's that's the summary, guys. All right, next, let's talk about the this game. Ravens. And the Titans, 24-16, Ravens get the W in London. Ravens, offense, didn't look that good. 223 yards, a touchdown, and an interception for Lamar Jackson with Ryan Tannehill, 76 yards, an interception. Ryan Tannehill, once again, we should be looking at Mike Rabel, give, give, your backup quarterbacks a little bit more play time with this guy. Ryan Tannehill's just not cutting it, dude. Give Malik Willis, give Will Levis a chance, please. G- give them boys a chance, man. I don't, I, I don't, Derrick Henry, 12 carries, 97 yards, a touchdown, rushing game, was there, Derrick Henry had a pretty good game, Lamar, 62, oh damn, 13 carries, 62 yards for Lamar himself, you know, but the offense was just, was just not really there, I mean, fucking Justin Tucker, how many field goals, he had like six field goals, Justin Tucker, I believe, hit like six field goals in this one, yeah, bro, six for six, you know, at 18 points, obviously, literally most of the offense here. Oh, and Zay Flowers got a touchdown, I believe. This was the one that Zay Flowers got a tutty um, in this one. Uh, wait, what? Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Zay Flowers got a receiving touchdown. I was like, wait, why does it not say he has a touchdown? I was looking at the rushing category of my accident. Um, yes, yeah, so Zay Flowers got a receiving touchdown. And then a bunch of field goals. That was That was literally the Ravens' offense in this game. So couldn't do much. But their defense... Still pretty good, man. Defense is still holding it down tight. Yeah, the Titans, they don't really got much. They don't got weapons like that, you know, that are that explosive. Um, and, I mean, in the in the, in the the weapons department, at least. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, again, couldn't do much. Malik Willis, actually. Oh, actually, oh, I know Malik Willis got some snaps in this one. Oh, oh shit. Okay, I didn't even know. 74 yards, uh, 4 for 5. So he didn't get much there. I mean, receiving, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins had, you know, only one reception, 20 yards, Tyree Spears. Yeah, man, just not not much going on with the Tennessee Titans. They're just kind of a meh team there, not really doing much. 
Ravens, you know, their defense got the job done against a pretty awful defense and offense. So not really much going there with Tennessee. So, yeah, Ravens get the job done. Next, we got the Miami Dolphins taking care of business against the Carolina Panthers. So the Panthers, yep, they're uh, still looking for a win. They're still looking for a win. When is it? When is it the time? When are they going to win a football game, guys? I mean, is is it going to happen soon? I don't know, but it, it definitely did not look like this was the game that they were going to get it. However, after the first quarter, you would have honestly gotten me there. The Panthers were up fourteen nothing in the beginning of this game, and then the Dolphins just completely took over the rest of the game. So yeah, it didn't really matter much, but you know, at least a little bit of hope in that first quarter kind of was like, oh, we could wait. wait we're actually scoring points. And I'm not really surprised because our defense is also not that great. So, but I was scared that our offense couldn't do much. But then I realized, wait a minute, why the fuck am I even nervous? Why am I even nervous? I mean, I'm really overthinking about this fucking defense when this offense is literally too goddamn good. Way too goddamn explosive. And let me tell you why it's too damn explosive. Because fucking Tua has 262 yards, three motherfucking touchdowns. 17 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns for Raheem Mostert, giving me 34 fantasy football points, and he carried me for week six. He's my week, well, for week six, week six fantasy MVP, give it to fucking Raheem Mostert, my, my dog. He fucking absolutely carried me this week for sure. And then another fucking top dog. I'm saying top dog because that's literally my fantasy football name. Top dogs. Tyreek Hill, six receptions, 162 yards, a touchdown, and a backflip. Oh, man. I mean, Tyreek Hill, dude. We'll talk about Tyreek Hill because we're going to look at the stats after I recap all the games. Uh, you know, we're going to look at all the re receiving, rushing, passing stats after, but... Tyreek has been... Oh, he's on the verge, man. If he... Man, please, please, please. I'm just saying this now. Please. This team needs to stay healthy. I don't want the injury bug to come hit in Miami. Of of Jalen Waddle, this entire... Tyreek Hill, Tua. Please... Please let Devon Achan just be the only victim of injury, and then he's coming back, you know, by in a couple weeks. When in week 11, I believe. Just please, can this team stay healthy? Because this team is looking so fucking good. I don't want any of these motherfuckers hurt. I don't want I don't want someone to get hurt, and then this shit just gets completely damaged, and we're fucked, man. Please. But what I've been looking at. And the and things what I've been seeing from out of this to Miami Dolphins team has been nothing but great things. So I have nothing bad to say about the Dolphins. Of course, the defense is a work in progress, but we beat the Panthers, you know, dominantly. And I'm, I mean, we allowed that, you know, seven points because Mike White decided to throw a fucking pick six in the fourth quarter. Whatever, it is what it is. We had we put Mike White in because we were up by already fucking. We were already up by what forty two to fourteen, so it was you know didn't really matter at that point after. So, but yeah, nineteen carries, eighty eight yards, a touchdown for 
for um Jesus, it's fucking hot as shit in here. Um, a touchdown for Chuba Hubbard, and the 19 carries, 88 yards, 11 receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown as well. Um, but yeah, Bryce Young, man, still looking for that first career NFL win while the Dolphins keep rolling. Keep motherfucking rolling. They say me rolling. They hating. Houston Texans getting the job done against the New Orleans Saints. Both teams are now three and three. But the Texans, man, they got the job done. Uh, CJ Stroud, 199 yards, two touchdowns, an interception with Derek Carr, 30, uh, 32 for 50, 353 yards, a touchdown and an interception there. Couldn't get much going offensively. The run game was not that bad. Uh, 19 carries, 68 yards by Alvin Kamara. Uh, DJ, uh, Chris Olave, seven receptions, 96 yards. Um, Nico Collins with four receptions and 80 yards. Yeah, defensive. De- both defenses have been, you know, going out in this game. There was a bunch of field goals going off with, um, I believe, uh, for the uh, well, Blake or Blake Groupie. I mean, damn, he he only hit 50 percent in this one. I mean, missed two field goal attempts and this and this one. And then with the Texans, I mean, didn't much for. Fair, Fairbaum, that's how you say it. I mean, Fairbaum hit his two field goals there, and the defense, I mean, for the most part, they did their thing. Um, Damian Pierce, 34 yards, 13 carries. Hasn't really done much, man. He's on my fantasy. Uh, he's on my bench for fantasy, but just he's not going to be on my starting lineup, man. He's just not making it to the starting rotation. He's just been chilling there on the bench, but hasn't really been doing much. At this point, should I drop Damian Pierce? I'm going to give him one more chance. I fucking have Nico Collins and I have CJ Stroud at a, on my bench, you know, but at least they're there and, you know, I'm putting in CJ Stroud whenever there's a bye week. Um, I just recently had Justin Herbert on a bye week, the, the week prior, right? Or is it the following week? The week prior, I believe. It was the week prior and I put in CJ Stroud and he, you know, you know, did his thing there. So, so you know. Didn't really hurt me much there. Um, and yeah, like again, CJ Shaw has just been has been playing great. DeMarco D'Amico Ryan's DeMarco. D'Amico Ryan's has been, you know, changing this this dynamic of this Houston Texans team, man. They've looked a, a lot better of a football team than a lot a lot of people probably expected. And they don't look too bad themselves, man. They actually look pretty good right now. So congratulations on the Texans winning that football game against the Saints. Next, we got the Washington Commanders beating the Atlanta Falcons. Now, again, both of these teams, three and three. Three and three right now. Sam Howell, 14 for 23, 151 yards, three touchdowns. Didn't have a bad game himself. Had a pretty good game. Desmond Ritter had a pretty good game last week, and now this week we're back to talking shit. 307 yards, two touchdowns, okay, with three interceptions. Yeah, and uh, that goes the streak for Desmond Ritter losing um, or finally losing his first home game for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Yeah, it sucks, man. Or or in general, in college, uh, he never lost a game at home um, in college and in the NFL. And now that time... 
was ruined by the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders are not a very special team much in the NFL, but they are the team to beat. They are the team that you don't want to ruin any type of significant streak or any type of record-breaking thing because they will ruin it. They will ruin your perfect season. They will ruin a big losing streak, you know, for you or whatever. You know what I mean? The commanders will break streaks. That's what they do. And then once again, the Falcons fall victim. Desmond Ritter does again does not look like the answer at quarterback. And there's not much to say about the run game because it didn't really look that good today. I mean, again, Bijan Robinson's still a beast. Tyler Algier looks pretty solid, but Defense, defense is just, eh, couldn't really do much there. Couldn't really do much there. Not not much to say there. Kyle Pitts, though, has been, I mean, he got a touchdown, you know, in the first quarter. That's one thing that I could say that's a bright spot for the Falcons at the moment, that they're now finally utilizing Kyle Pitts and Drake London a little bit more. They're getting active. They're getting more targets. Finally, you know what I mean? They're finally getting utilized a bit more. So. Things feel like now the offense is going to be a little bit more explosive with them being involved more. Um, so maybe things they can figure out next week with with both of them in the uh, once again you know being more involved in the offense and things are just not going to be handed to fucking you know Bijan or Tyler Algier and then Drake is going to get a couple receptions but barely get anything and then Kyle Pitts is just going to be left in the fucking dust. You know, we're going to have to spread that ball around, run that motherfucker, throw that motherfucker. We're going to have to spin that shit around. So Falcons, let's see what they can do, fix their offense a bit. But again, Desmond Ritter, like, uh, they could give their, they can get, who's their starting, who's their backup quarterback um, for the Falcons? Um, Who is it? What the fuck is their, I don't even fucking know. Um, Yeah. Whoever their backup quarterback is. Oh, is it Taylor Heineke? I think it's Taylor Heineke, I believe. Give give Taylor Heineke a shot, man. What Taylor Heineke was pretty good as a backup. He's you know, he's probably one of the best backups we have in the league right now. So I mean it wouldn't cost you to hurt. It wouldn't hurt them to, you know, start him, but we'll see what they can do. But the commanders get the win against the Falcons. Next, we got the Jaguars defeating the Indianapolis Colts, once again owning them. Um, 37 to 20. The Colts always beat the Jaguars in Indianapolis, but the Jaguars always beat the Colts in Jacksonville. So you got the taste of what you expected. And the Colts, unfortunately, man, breaking news. Uh, Anthony Richardson, his shoulder injury, he's going to get surgery. And so officially that ends his season um, after playing four games. Man, it just sucks. It just sucks that um, now they have to stick with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback in the meantime uh, with 329 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions as his stats were for today, uh, for this game on Sunday. And, you know, you know, Anthony Richardson, man, he was on my fantasy and I had to drop him for CJ Stroud because he was injured that week, and then I was thinking maybe he might come back, and then didn't think much, reaggravated the injury, and then just now is going to have surgery, and of course his season is done for. Um, super excited to see him next year, though, but damn, man, it just sucks that that just ruined his rookie year there. 
Um, with the Jaguars, however, their defense has been stepping up, and their offense looked incredible. Travis Etienne Jr., man, holy fuck, man, 18 carries, didn't have that many yards, 55, but two touchdowns, and Christian Kirk, three receptions, 49 yards, and a tutty, with Trevor Lawrence, of course, having 181 yards, two touchdowns, throwing a dumb interception there, but you know what, one little mistake, blah, 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 didn't cost them the game or anything, so... Yeah, they were able to get the job done. Um, the Jaguars, again, they're they're still looking like a strong team in the AFC South. Still the favorites easily to win the division. The Texans are giving them competition somehow. You know, it, it's kind of weird, but the Jaguars are still definitely the top dogs in that AFC South division. And the Colts, at least you'll have Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor to, you know, cheer on for. That's really all I got to say at the moment. This game was kind of ugly, but hey, it, it was it was it was a big win for the Cincinnati Bengals winning 17 to 13 against the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks coming off of a win, dominating, dominating against the Giants. But whatever, the Giants are just a punching bag for the NFL because they just they just get fucking shit on every week at this point now. Um Geno Smith, two interceptions, 326 yards, no touchdowns. Um, But Kenneth Walker did have a good game. 19 carries, uh, 62 yards, a touchdown himself. Joe Mixon, 12 carries, 38 yards. Jamar Chase, six receptions, 80 yards, didn't have three touchdowns, but had a pretty good game as well. 185 yards, two touchdowns, and Joe Burrow with an interception with two touchdowns. 24, 35, 185 yards. All right, I just said it right now. Um, and now the Bengals are back at 500. So now they're on a two-game winning streak. Now are the Bengals back? Maybe, but they still got to keep winning. They got to still keep this win streak coming, forming. It wasn't the greatest of wins. Their offense didn't look incredible, incredible, incredible. But they're, they're, that Seahawks defense is serious, man. That Seahawks defense is a, is a, is a fierce defense. The Bengals defense is nothing... Um, Elite, but you know, they were also giving Geno Smith some pressures and they're definitely giving him a hard time down the field. So it was definitely difficult for the Seahawks to even just get into the red zone for majority of this game. Um, and then the last uh, one, of the, I think it was like the la- one of the last drives of the game, it just it just fell flat for, for Seattle. They just couldn't get much going there. Um, they lost on the turnover on downs, you know, going for it on fourth down, final play. They had to get a touchdown here. They're finally actually in the red zone, and they just couldn't get it done. And, then, yeah, the Bengals, you know, hanged on and survived this one, and they get the win in Cincinnati at home against the Seahawks. Next game, we got another fucking Seuss Fest. That I honestly didn't even watch, like, most of the – and not even red zone was covering this game that much – uh, the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. Yeah, the Vikings get the job done 19-13, beating the Chicago Bears. Without Justin Fields, because he has a thumb injury now, and now the Bears are now 10 times worse without Justin Fields. Jesus. Um, Kirk Cousins, 181 uh, yards, a touchdown. Um, Alexander Madison, 18 carries, 44 yards, six receptions, 50 yards for TJ Hawkinson. The offense, stinky. Did not look good, but the defense was doing their part. Defense was doing their thing. Vikings, defense, 
stepped up against the Bears, um, you know, um, offense. So it just just couldn't get much. Bears with Tyson Bagent, 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 uh, Bagel, Tyson Bagel. You know what I mean? Eighty-three yards, a touchdown. Psych. That's not a touchdown. An interception. Who is this dude? Um, what? Twenty-three year born in two thousand. Played for the Shepherd Rams. This is a Division Five football team. Uh, okay. Um, where's Shepherd? Where is that? Is that a D three school, D two school, or some shit? Definitely not D one. N I D N D N I. Juco, what is this dude? I don't even fucking know. Anyways, let's just get back to the game. Um, yeah, the Bears. The Bears are bearing. The Bears aren't eating people alive. DJ Moore had an okay game. Five receptions, 51 yards. Couldn't do much there. Offense for Kirk Cousins. No Justin Jefferson. Doesn't look good at all, man. Offense, they need to step it up. Yes, they got an easy win against the, the Bears, but it was really just their defense getting it done. But their offense was not that good. A bunch of field goals. Um, Obviously, just that one touchdown that they got to Jordan Addison, you know, finally getting some love in the end zone there. But, man, that Vikings offense was not great. So they better pick things up in the next game. Yeah. All right, next, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this game, man. The San Francisco 49ers losing to the Cleveland Browns? 19-17. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. P.J. Walker and that Browns defense is the reason why the 49ers finally won. Correction. Finally lost their first game of the season. The NFL is just amazing. This is why you love football, ladies and gentlemen. The 49ers, out of pure high these first five weeks of the season, they couldn't have looked any better, played any better, coming into Cleveland, not so great weather. A lot of shit. I mean, there was there was already a fight before the game even started, so things got intense pretty quickly. Brock Purdy, with the game of his nightmares, 125 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Brock Purdy looked mortal, looked like a human being, looked like there was a there was like a there was like a a, a play where. Uh, in college, where he was, he, I think he played in the Iowa State. There was like a play where he was just fucking throwing the ball. Let me see if I can find it. Brock Purdy, Iowa State. Uh, dumb play. I don't. I don't know how to say it. It's like some like. What's this? What's what's the like? It was like this random throw. Is it? No, no, no. If I can find it. Okay. 
we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna go on YouTube real quick. All right, just just just, just. Nope, nope, shut up, nope, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up. You know what? It really is not that important. It really is not that important. It really is not that important. I don't have to go and dig up a fucking low like from Brock Purdy just to say that he had a terrible game, but he had a low light in college and it and he just it was it would looked really dumb that's what i'm applying to say and brock purdy looked pretty fucking terrible now christian mccaffrey went out of the game with an oblique injury debo samuel got out got hurt with a shoulder injury so losing debo losing christian mccaffrey ain't gonna help you so obviously this offense is now with two less fucking superstars. But you would think still the Niners still got this down packed. They still got a bunch of other weapons that they can rely on. But Brock Purdy wasn't clutch enough, wasn't consistent enough. And that Browns defense, I know that Browns defense is good. But man, they really proved to me that they were really that fucking good. And it's not just Miles Garrett. And it's not just Miles Garrett. I mean, he's the front, he's the face of that defense, but man, they were they sacked him a bunch of times and they were really attacking Brock Purdy. And they, the offense was just getting shut out for the majority of the game. They just couldn't do much. In that fourth quarter, things got a little bit, you know, closer. Um, and the Niners were able to finally get into field goal range around there. You know, the, the the Browns scored on a late touchdown late in the fourth quarter. The 49ers get the ball back. They drive down the field, get to the field to get, get into field goal range. You know, after the offense just not doing great, okay, this and that, whatever. Jake Moody hit the field goal. Let's send, let's get this fucking W, keep our perfect record, move on. Ugly win, but we'll take it. And he missed a field goal. And then the 49ers lose the game. Jake Moody, still a very good kicker. And in college last year, was I think he was like as the best kicker in college or was drafted, you know, in the third round because of how fucking well of a fucking of how fucking good he is as a kicker. I mean, you don't just get drafted in the third round as a fucking kicker just because you're a kid. Like no one gets kickers in the third round just because they're all right. No, motherfucker, he was good. He's been very good for the 49ers this season. And obviously, Jake, that was his first low light of the of his of his career so far. So yeah, not the, obviously putting all the blame on Jake Moody just for simply missing the field goal, but I mean you missed the field goal, dude, so you have to take some blame for it. And you know, you do or you or you are you are a reason why. But Brock Purdy, man. Man, couldn't get it done. And who would have fucking thought that P.J. Walker was going to be that guy at quarterback that still outperformed you? And he didn't even throw an in. He didn't even throw a touchdown, bro. The run game was doing most of the work too. Kareem Hunt had a touchdown. You know what I mean? The defense had a fucking you know touchdown. Like or not, not the defense. Um, there was a bunch of field goals, and Kareem Hunt had a touchdown. Like there was just not much going on there. I mean, literally the the fucking Forty ers They lost to a 
former XFL quarterback. That's wild, dude. They lost to PJ Walker. Philip Walker. They lost to this man right here. They lost to this man who played for the Houston Roughnecks, dude. <laughs> Come on now. But hey man, it's it's football. It's football, man. The Niners, their undefeated season that they were bound to have, I don't think so, but, you know, that they were aiming for probably. We're not aiming for uh, they They were just one. They just give a fuck about it. So who gives a fuck about going undefeated at this point? It's, you know, it's all the pressure comes to you at some point. You're going to crumble. So it's not going to happen. But Browns, <laughs> congratulations, man. Y'all definitely got the job done. Definitely not bums of the week. Um, stepped out last, uh, you know, stepped out in this game. Patriots, not the team that have been stepping out at all this entire season, losing to the Las Vegas Raiders 21 to 17. How long I've been recording? 48 minutes. Okay. What time is it? It is midnight. 12 12. Make a wish, everybody. The Raiders, yeah, they get the job done against the Patriots, 21-17. Jimmy Garoppolo leads the league in interceptions with eight, just just to throw that out there before we even get to the stats. Um, so, yeah, an average Jimmy Garoppolo game, throwing at least one or two interceptions. He threw one in this one, and a touchdown, 162 yards. Josh Jacobs, 77 yards, but fucking 25 carries. My goodness, that run game. Was doing a lot of the carrying. Well, the Patriots. Um, Mac Jones is still the quarterback. He did not get benched in this one, but or did he? Did did he even get benched? Well, wait, hold on, hold on. It, all right, yeah, no, he didn't get benched. He didn't get benched. Um, yeah, two hundred yards to be exact, an interception, and the run game was the only way they got a touchdown. Mondre Stevenson got a touchdown, 10 carries, 46 yards. Kendrick Bourne has been okay for the Patriots. But this Patriots offense is a complete abomination. Oh, even oh Ezekiel Elliott even had a touchdown. Oh, I didn't even know that. So, okay, so the, the run game was was all they needed to get to get a couple scores in. But after that, didn't fucking matter what they were doing. Yeah, dude. Um, Raiders, ugly way to win because their running game has been pretty good. Josh Jacobs, again, has been good this year. Um, Rahandre, Ramondre. Why do I keep Rahandre? Ramondre Stevenson got the tutty. Zeke Elliott got the tutty. Run game for both teams have been on point, but the offense hasn't been amazing. Raiders defense has been solid in this game. But not much not to be said. Mac Jones, not good, man. Not good. And this uh, and I don't know what what is the identity of this Patriots team, man. It just does not look great at all. Do I blame it on the head coach? Do I blame it on fucking Bill Belichick? Do I fucking even have the audacity to blame it on Bill Belichick? Like, I feel like it's not his it's definitely not all of his fault, but there's just so many things going on with this. This team, at this point, it's not even just the offense. Like, the defense is the better part of this team, but there's still so much lack of, there's so much lack of progress in, in both, and in, in the Patriots, man. There's just, I don't know, there's something missing there. I can't really put my, uh, you know, finger around it, but 
there's something going on with that Patriots team. It's just not looking good for them. Next, we got the Detroit Lions getting the W against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, you fucking let me down. I thought you guys were going to make this close. I thought Baker Mayfield was going to have a decent game. And no, you just fucking proved me wrong. The Lions, however, my goodness. This Detroit Lions team, dare I may say, are the best team in the NFL? Huh? The Lions? This team is the best team in the NFL? What the fuck? Not even Barry Sanders would have said that. With this fucking team. What the fuck? When when are the Lions considered even the best team in the NFL? Oh my goodness. And that's what the entire fucking area, that's what everybody's saying right now. A lot of people have the Lions as the best team in the NFL after the after the Niners and another fucking team that lost this week. We'll get to in a second. Um, the Lions now, to a lot of people, are now the best team in football. I still have the Niners. Even after that loss, I still have the Niners. And then the Lions at, at number two. And then, the, like, the Dolphins. And then, I'll, oh, I'll get to my power rankings in a second. Um, yeah. Two touchdowns. <sighs> Looking good, man. 353. Uh, Maron St. Brown, 12 receptions, 124 yards. A touchdown, man. Definitely one of the better players of the game. Um, or on the team, of course. Definitely the the higher the, the best performing player on the team in this game for sure. Uh Baker Mayfield, 206 yards and interception. Non-existent offense. Non-existent offense in this one for the Buccaneers. The defense was okay. It was all right, but couldn't score points. Literally only got two field goals, and that was that. Lions got the job done against the Buccaneers. I thought it was going to be a tougher competition with that defense, but the Lions, they crew, they pretty much cruised around this one. They got full control on this one. The Lions get the job done against the Buccaneers. Next, we got the L.A. Rams defeating the Arizona Cardinals 26-9. to The Cardinals, again, man, who cares? They're not trying to win games. So in the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if they really get the result that they want. They're just trying to make it look like competitive, but they didn't really look that competitive in this one. They didn't do nothing in the second half, but they did score nine in that first half. Um, uh, 237 yards, uh, 235 yards, excuse me, a, an interception, 21-41 for uh, Joshua Dobbs. He also had seven carries, 47 yards, but Matthew Stafford had 226 yards. A touchdown, Kyron Williams, man, he's been a fucking star. 20 carries, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, 148 yards, a touchdown, and seven receptions. I mean, there, man, the Rams, they've been looking good. Their offense have been stacking up. They've been playing good right now. Really good football. Um, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, this is his first game where he wasn't amazing. Four receptions, 26 yards, but chill out, people. There's fucking... People already overreacting, you know. Oh, he's not in contention for offensive rookie of the year. He's trash now. Relax. He's been amazing. It's one bad game. Chill the fuck out. And then, you know, Cooper Cup got his first touchdown of his of the of his not of his career. Uh definitely not of his career of the season. Um and while Puka, I think he did miss like he there was like I think there was a play where he did miss an opportunity to catch a, uh, a touchdown. So yeah, he Brought on his own. Didn't have the best game. Rams defense, though, was on point. Crushed the Cardinals in half. Yeah, the Rams got a pretty dominating win against 
the or the Rams got a pretty dominating win against the Cardinals. Now let's talk about the game that uh pissed me off so fucking much. Next we got the Jets, the J E T S defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 20 to 14. Twenty to fourteen. The Eagles. Um, a lot went wrong in this game. <sighs> okay. The all right. Oh, okay. Let me just look at the stats. Okay, Jets. Zach Wilson, nineteen for thirty-three hundred eighty-six yards. Brees Hall, 12 carries, 39 yards, a touchdown. Gary Wilson, 80 receptions, 90 yards. Okay. A.J. Brown had a phenomenal game. Seven receptions, 131 yards. A.J. Brown, thank you, man. You've been, you, you, you played your ass off in this game. You did your thing. DeAndre Swift didn't have the best game. 10 carries, 18 yards, couldn't do much. Can the game well? Not much. Devontae Smith didn't get enough targets or receptions, but he had a solid game. Same with Dallas Goddard. And DeAndre Swift receiving was not that bad either. Their defense, our defense, not bad at all. Not bad at all. But our O-line was all over the place. Some, I don't know why. I, I, I really, our Jets, def, the Jets defense is good. Really good. It's a very good defense. Don't get me wrong. And they were definitely pressuring Jalen Hurts a lot. To the point where this motherfucker threw three interceptions, 280 yards, a touchdown, and three fucking interceptions, man. Jalen Hurts, he he had, this is, by the way, first of all, without a doubt, his worst game of his entire career. No doubt about it. Top five bum of the week for sure, Jalen Hurts. I mean, what the fuck was that, my? What what the fuck was that, bro? What was that? You're you know you're gonna you. Like I I like you know for me this this was a lot tougher for me to take as a as you know not just because they lost it. like yes they lost the game. The, the the turnovers were so fucking pointless and dumb and idiotic. And I'm just like, what are we doing? What is going on? You know what I mean? And it could have been four interceptions if Whitehead got the last pick on the last play of the game. On our on our last, uh, on fourth down. On our last chance to get the ball moving, get into field goal range. Or not into field goal range, to get a touchdown. But at least get closer to the red zone and score to try to, you know, win this game. And man, like it just it just fell flat. All those costly turnovers, getting constantly pressured. I feel like he took way too long, you know, taking the ball out of his hands. J- Jalen Hurts did not look good, man. And already, I believe he's he had like seven interceptions or six interceptions last year throughout the entire season. And he already has six or seven interceptions. 
he already has one less or more interceptions this season than he had the entirety of last season. The turnovers are easily a huge fucking problem. And there's also been a reason why I've been kind of skeptical about the Eagles. Like, yeah, the, the Eagles are still getting wins, scrappy wins. I still think people are kind of overhating on them. But, man, a loss like this is just kind of unacceptable. Again, the Jets, respect to y'all. Y'all have a great defense. The offense, you know, the offense wasn't, you know, it's not there. But, because their quarterback is not that great. But, defense, I'll give you all the respect in the world. I'll give you all the flowers, man. Let me, do I gotta say all your names? Like, do I have to... Quincy Williams, C.J. Mosley, Tony Allen, Tony Adams, excuse me, Michael Carter, Jordan Whitehead, especially this motherfucker, this man was insane. Bryce Huff, Tay Hayes, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Hall, uh, Jermaine Sherman, John Franklin Myers, Aston Davis, Quinn Williams, uh, there's a Quincy and a Quinn Williams, well, Solomon Thomas, uh, wait, Craig James, Sam, Elon Musk, uh, Irvin Charles and Quentin Jefferson. You guys are amazing. You guys are good. Okay. I'll give y'all your credit. Your, you know, this and that, not to fucking act salty in this and that, but I definitely do have the right to be fucking pissed about this game, man. Look, we're going to bounce back. It's fine. We're, we're, I, we're, I'm hoping that we don't have games like this again. You know what I mean? This feels like, this doesn't feel like a game we're going to, this doesn't feel like this is going to continuously to happen every week. It's one of those very rare occasions where we're going to look like a complete fucking disaster out there because that's not the team that we are. We're way better than this. Even though we've been in very close games, we've been getting very gritty, nitty wins, scrappy wins. That's what he, we, that's how we've been getting them. Kind of like the Vikings last year, just getting wins. Doesn't matter if we win by one. Doesn't matter if we win by six. Doesn't matter if we win by three. We're getting wins somehow. But we're fucking better than the Vikings last year, obviously. And we already have a little bit of postseason experience. We should already be playing way better than this, man. But you know what, man? Respect to the Jets. They they you know, they gave us a tough task and we just weren't able to do it. So congrats on the Jets winning. Next we got the Bills. Hell man, what an ugly ass game this was. This is so fucking boring. Um, as expected, because the Giants are here. Uh, the Bills beating the Giants 14-9, and it's not the Bills beating the Giants that's making me look confused. Is that why the fuck did the Bills struggle against the Giants without Daniel Jones? Tyrod Taylor had 200 yards, didn't throw a touchdown, didn't throw an interception, and he actually played good. He actually did play good. He actually played good. I don't lie. He, he, he looked better than Daniel Jones has looked in this entire season. He looked better than this entire fucking season. Maybe Tyrod Taylor should be the guy. Maybe. Maybe. Saquon Barkley, 24, yard, 24 carries, 93 yards. Um, Darius Slayton had four receptions, 89 yards. Stephon Diggs had a pretty good game, though. 10 receptions, 100 yards. James Cook with 14 carries, 71 yards. Josh Allen, two touchdowns, one interception. 169 yards. Yeah, the Bills didn't do dog shit until literally the first play of the fourth quarter, scoring finally a touchdown. And then they scored a late touchdown with like a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter to eventually take the lead. 
But let's talk about the Giants, um, because they also could have easily won this game. There was a lot of people talking about that miscue in that second half or in the second quarter, uh, like 13, 14 seconds left in the second quarter, heading into halftime. They're at the like the four or five yard line. They're not too far away from scoring. You know what I mean? Run the football, make a play happen. You still got 13 seconds. The clock is ticking, no timeouts. You can get the field goal. You can get the field goal. Get something going. Y'all up six to nothing at halftime. Could have been nine to nothing at halftime. Could have scored the touchdown if y'all would have ran the ball. But if y'all wanted to go for the touchdown, maybe the other t- well, maybe Buffalo would have called a timeout and then would have given y'all a chance to go. Maybe. But they wasted their opportunity just get grouping together, trying to get in position, and couldn't get a play in time. And then obviously they just got stuck to not scoring or to not having at least a chance to score by field goal or by running the football to try to get into the end zone by actually scoring a touchdown before the fucking half would end. Like they missed on those little opportunities there. Also on the last play of the game, they didn't call pass interference, a defensive pass interference on Darren Waller. Yeah, the referees, once again, man. I really don't care about talking about the referees because again they're fucking they ruin many games, man. They've they've made so many questionable calls. It's like at this point we're numb to it, right? Like at this point I can't even put the blame on them for for that. Even though of course they're you know it's just right. It's just part of the game, guys. Injuries, bad officiating at at times. It's just things that are just bound to happen. <laughs> There's really just no control of it at the at least right now. So. Not much to say there, Um, but the Bills get a win. Not the best of wins, and they definitely should play better than this, but hey, at least they got it. But I don't want to see the Bills play like that ever again. I want them to dominate. And I don't really, well, I don't really want them to dominate because I don't want them to do that amazing because, again, they're a divisional rival, but, you know, still. Not the team that I'm expecting to see that often. So, yeah, Bill should be playing a lot better than that. And the Giants, Tyrod Taylor should just be the quarterback at this point. He didn't look that bad either. And then finally, Monday night football, Cowboys and the Chargers. Chargers, man, y'all could have had this one. Justin Herbert threw a late interception in that game. Cost the Chargers a chance to win the game. Damn it, man. But the Cowboys, I mean, they still got the job done. 20-17, to 17, Dak Prescott looked impressive. He was running the football? He was rushing. He was himself. Seven carries, uh, 40 yards, a touchdown. Threw for 277, threw 272 yards, a touchdown. While Justin Herbert had 227 yards, two tutties, an interception, 14 carries, 27 yards, 117 yards, and seven receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown for Keenan Allen. Didn't look too bad himself. Looked pretty good as well. Yeah, man, the Cowboys got the job done defensively. Offensively, didn't do much in the... Well, I mean, they got 10 points even in each half. They're quarter not much, obviously. Um, yeah, defense was able to get majority of the stops here. The Chargers were aiming to, you know, come back late in the fourth quarter, but then Justin Herberto threw a late pick. Um, I believe to who was it who got the late pick? Um, I believe it was uh, Steph- oh, Stephon Gilmore got the interception 
from uh, Justin Herbert. So, yeah. Um, <sighs> two and three Chargers, guys. This team is a team that has these expectations to be at least a very good team. And they choke. Justin Herbert's still very good, though. I still fuck with him, but man, it's just not looking good, dude. We get this team got to get something going. All right, let me make my quick uh, Thursday night football predictions so that we can get over that now, um, and then I'll make my week seven picks. Uh, wait, week seven, right? Week seven picks um, on Saturday morning or Friday night, because. Right now, it's this thir- is the middle of Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whatever. Um, damn, it's already twelve thirty. Holy shit, I gotta go to sleep. Um, yeah, give me the Jaguars. That's it. Bye. Thank you, Jaguars. That's those are my predictions. Okay, let me look at the stats real quick. Let's look at the stats. Um, let's look at passing yards. So at the moment, Tua Tagovailoa leads the league in passing yards, eighteen. 18- 76, 1679 for Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, 1677, CJ Stroud, 1660, Jared Goff, 1618, 1593 for Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, 1576, Jalen Hurts, 15 for 42. Now for touchdowns, I believe it's still Kirk Cousins and um um still Kirk Cousins and uh and and Tua. They're tied for 14, then Josh Allen, 13. Russell Wilson has 12. Justin Fields has 11? More than Brock Purdy? Or no, no. Yeah, more than Brock Purdy. Tied with Jerry Goff and Mahomes. Herbert has 9. Howell, 9, 9. Burrow has only 7 at the moment. Jalen has 7. Trevor Lawrence has 7. Interceptions, I believe. Jimmy G leads the league in interceptions with 8, if I'm not mistaken. I checked this like yesterday. Okay, yeah, Jimmy G, eight interceptions. There's fucking Jalen Hurts with Mac Jones. Do not like the fact that Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts have the same amount of interception. That just absolutely fucking pisses me off. Ugh, oh, my God, that's gross. I, I cannot, I cannot. That's that's pissing me off. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, man, fuck, man. Hopefully he's fine and he'll be playing on Monday Night Football against the Vikings this week. Because, my goodness, man, we don't need this man to be hurt, man. We need this 49ers team to be the forty to be the Niners, you know, a healthy 49ers team. Because look at what the 49ers are doing, being healthy, dominating. But when McCaffrey and Debo's not there, it's not looking amazing. So, yeah, but he leads the league in rushing yards so far. Zach Moss, wow, 466. Devon Achan, and he already, and he already missed one game already. He's still third. Kyron Williams, he's also going to be out for a couple weeks, too, and he's also my fantasy. My fucking goodness, bro. Wait, when is he out until, like, he's still active, but, um, fuck, man. When is he going to, I, it doesn't say exactly when he's, he's still projected as active at the moment, but, yeah. Then, then DeAndre Swift, 452 yards, Travis Etienne, Raheem Mostert. Um, with touchdowns, I believe still it's still Moster. Wow, Moster has nine rushing touchdowns already. With then McCaffrey with seven, Montgomery already has six. Kenneth Walker six. Wow, Kenneth Walker already he has six touchdowns. I didn't even know that. Wow, it's already up there. Devon Achan and Etienne with five. With Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson four, and then f- uh, five, and then four, and then Anthony Richardson. Damn, Josh Allen three, three. 
Damn, dude, fucking hell, man. Jared Goff. That Jared Goff has more than Josh has as many as Josh Jacobs. Damn, dude. Wow. That's that's crazy. Um now in receiving yards, receiving yards, it's uh Tyreek Hill by a fucking landslide. 814. This dude has 814 receiving yards after six games. What this man's ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. This 5'10, 190 kid, kid, is fucking balling. Six games, 42 receptions, 100, or excuse me, 814 yards, averaging 19.4 yards of fucking carry. His longest play is 69 yards. Nice. Six touchdowns. My goodness, man. He's just, fuck, he's been incredible. He's been. How many career touchdowns he has already? He has 60. He has 69 total touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Nice. That's my dog, man. Tyree Kill. I low-key might get a jersey at this point, man. I low-key might just get a... I might just cop a fucking Tyreek jersey. I was debating uh, Tua, Hurts, and Tyreek. Not so much on Hurts right now. And Tua, still, I could still definitely put it up there, but I think right now I'm putting my money on on Hill. If I have to spend money on a jersey, I think Hill is that guy that I'll spend it on more. Probably. Yeah. Maybe I can get like a, a Jalen Hurts or like a Tua shirt. But like a jersey, maybe Ty, definitely Tyreek. I'll probably get that. And then A.J. Brown, already up there, 862, 672 yards, 620 for Stephon. Cool, still in the top five. Still, I mean, 598. DJ Moore, 582. Justin Jefferson, obviously, he's hurt, but, you know, still there in the top six. 571. Jamar Chase, 556. Nico Collins in the top eight. Um, 557. 547, excuse me. Keenan Allen, 519. Adam Thielen, man. He's been the guy for that Carolina Panthers offense. Like, he's the only fucking guy there that's been controlling the offense. He's been having a pretty good season. Uh, 509 yards, C.D. Lamb, 475 yards, Devontae Adams, Amarante Brown, Olave, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Garrett Wilson, where's Garrett Wilson? Uh, 369. Travis Kelsey, damn, I would have thought Travis Kelsey would have been a little bit higher, at, at least at this point, but, I mean, it's still time. Time will tell. There's still much to go for. Um, And, yeah, let me, I believe, okay, that is that. I mean, that's week six. Um recap those are the season stats oh let me make my top five teams of week six so at number five i got the kansas city chiefs as the fifth best team in the nfl the chiefs at number five and number four i have the eagles and number three i have the miami dolphins and number two i have the detroit lions and at number one i still have the san francisco 49ers so those are my top five teams entry week seven so of course it could change after week uh seven, of course, you know the the rankings may change, of course, but we we'll have to wait and see. Top five players of the week. So I have a bunch of honorable mentions. So some are players, or most of them are players, and then some are like a, a group of players. So I'm gonna shout out to the Browns and that Jets defense. 
because they beat the last two defeated on the last two undefeated teams. They beat the Niners, the Browns, and the Jets beat the Eagles. And it was the defense that were able to get the job done mostly. So, yeah, respect to the Jets and the Browns defense. Uh, Tua having a good game. Tyreek having a ball and ass game. Sam Howell went crazy. CJ Stroud had a good game. Joe Burrow had a decent game. But here's my top five. At number five, oh, I had CJ Stroud at number five, excuse me. Uh, then at number four, I had Travis Etienne Jr. at number four. At number three, I had Kyron Williams. At number two, I had Tyreek. No, I had uh, Amoran St. Brown, number two. And then number one, I had Raheem Mostert. I had Mostert because, you know, 34 points on my fantasy. I had to. I had to. Oh, let me do fantasy recap real quick. Um. Yeah. Okay, so I won fantasy in week six, so I'm now three and two. I'm now three and two um, at the moment. So my roster, I have Herbert, Taylor, Robinson, Diggs, Flowers, Andrews, Mostert, Dolphins defense, and Elliott. And then I still have Justin Jefferson, Karen Williams, and Devon Achan on my bench. And then, of course, I have, wow, damn, I have Damian Pierce, Nico Collins, and CJ Stroud. They're going to be on a bye with this week, so they're not going to be giving me any points. On my bench, I literally only have one player that's going to give me any kind of points, and that's George Pickens. That's it. Um, because three are injured, and then three are on bye, and then I might get like an injury reserve player. We'll see. Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Brian Robinson, Stephon Diggs, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Raheem Moster, Dolphins defense, Jake Elliott. Please go crazy. Go crazy, please. Go crazy. Please go crazy, man. I want to win this week, man. I'm 3-2. and two. I can be 4-2. and two. I can make my opponent 4-2 and because my opponent is 4-1 and one at the moment. My friend Jason, dude. Fuck. I need it. I know. I need to win. I need. I can come on now. Top dogs. Top dogs. Top dogs. Top fucking dogs. Let's get it. Let's get it. I can't be. They can't be named top dogs. I'm not even at the top of my fucking fantasy team right now or league. The bet. The best record right now is five and one, and I'm three and two. So I'm facing up. I'm facing up against my. My opponent, who has the second best record in the in the league at the moment, so I gotta get something going. Yes, I'm projected to fucking lose, obviously, as as almost like every fucking week it feels like. But you know that that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I'm projected to lose by what twenty two points. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. I just need my players to step buck up. I just need my players to do my thing, and that's that. All right. And then now top five bums of the week. Let's talk about f- top five bums of week six. Number five, I got Garner Minshew. Mm, did not play great. Did not play great against the uh, the the against the Jaguars. Mm, yeah, tough. Number four, Baker Mayfield. What the fuck was that, dude? Didn't even put up a fight against the Lions. That offense was non-existent. Number three, Desmond Ritter. Mm. Not 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 good this week. Number two, Brock Purdy. Without Debo, without Christian McCaffrey, it just looked like he was lost out there. And then number one, Jalen Hurts. 
yes, I have Jalen Hurts as as the top bum of the week because he's like 90% to blame for losing that game. 90%, 80-90%. The O-line, you know, there was some some questionable calls, some, but nothing really insane or nothing that I would like think like completely changed the outcome of the game or anything. Those those turnovers just were just just dumb. And just cost us the game. So that was just that, man. That was just that and just it just it just was a cost for no reason, man. A cost for nothing. Just didn't go well as expected. Um so yeah, let's talk about some albums. There's still albums here that I'm gonna put to rest here. You know what, man? Should I do that Drake album for the next episode? Damn, I'm already I'm I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm kinda getting a little tired, so I kinda wanna like save the Drake review. Cause I do want to talk about it like a lot, like elaborate on it and really speak on it. And I've kind of been pushing it already for like the past couple episodes. So I know I'm kind of like delaying it more than I should have, but still, and there's still a couple albums I still need to talk about, but I'll, let me get, let me get some done. All right. Let's talk about uh magic three. Let's talk about magic three uh, by Nas. I did an album reaction to that album, magic three by Nas. So go check that out on my YouTube channel. It's a pretty good album. I've been fucking with it. I've been sitting with it. It's been good. 15 songs, 45 minutes long. Uh, Fever is good. TSK is good. Superhero status. Love the beat on that one. Love this feeling. Love the soul sample on that one. Probably one of my probably my favorite song off the album. No Tears is pretty good. Uh, Never Die with Lil Wayne, a pretty good song as well. Lil Wayne, you know, doing his thing. Lil Wayne, bodying. Uh, pretty Young Girl. Solid song based on True Events and then based on True Events Part 2 is also another good song. City With My Thoughts, good. A lot of quality, you know, Nas songs here. Not my favorite, like, um, out of the Magic series. I think the first Magic was better than the second and the third. But still a pretty good album. And I think is a decent, like, closing to this whole, you know, three, uh, three or six part or three part, you know, or the double the the double trilogy the double trilogies of the magic series and the king's disease series i think it's not a a bad closing um position um or album obviously or, sh- or should i say for for lack of better terms um blue bentley's another good song jodeci member another one japanese soul bards a good one i really like the outro song a lot um 1800 naza hit that one's been in my rotation a lot. I like that one a bunch. So yeah, um, Magic 3 out of 10. Um, it's a pretty good listen. Not my favorite Nazam, and not my favorite from the, you know, trilogies, the double trilogies. But it's a good listen. I'll probably give you know, like a seven and a half, like a seven, seven point, uh, 74, 75. Good album. Not, not much to explain. Um, Lil Tecca. Let's talk about Lil Tecca's new album, Tech. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of surprised. This album is actually pretty good too. Damn, fifth, 16 songs, 38 minutes long. Let's go track by track. Y- y- yes, yes. The intro song, I don't even know how it's called. Vest, pretty fire. Heaven on Earth with Coda Black, banger. Gist, banger. 500 pounds, banger. Fell in love with Ken Carson, Banger Tech is a banger. Salty's a good song. I fuck with that one. Real Discussions, a pretty underrated song on the album. Fuck with that one. Real Dead or Alive, banger. 
Wanted Bad, a pretty good one. Don't Know Tech, I didn't really like this one that much. Um, you you used to this is good. Tripping on you is a good one. It's a consistent like honestly, I'm bumping major. I'm bum- bumping majority of this song. I think I've only skipped like you don't know tech and mm, guest. Uh, no, no, never mind. No, no, no. Honestly, wait a minute. Either way, I've bumped. Yeah, need me money, the sun and the money, the fun and the sun and the money. Yeah, want it bad. Yeah, I think honestly, you don't know tech are like is the only song that I haven't been bumping as much, but the rest of them try. I mean, sixteen songs. I've I've been having this entire album on rotation. I'm not gonna lie, man. This this little tech album is probably his best album, dude. And Lil Tech to me hasn't really dropped a very impressive album since like honestly like ever like i wasn't a big fan of we love you tekka 2 i wasn't a fan of virgo's world and even the first uh, we love you tekka the one that came out in 2019 had some bangers yes like you know obviously ransom and and uh out of luck and did it again and this and that but and shots but but like other than that, there were, besides like the hit songs on, on the album there wasn't really much that i really liked but this this album is consistent the singles were good with um with 500 pounds, Heaven on Earth, and then I think Dead or Alive is now a single officially after the music video dropped. Um, yeah, this this album's also a pretty good listen. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's been it's not that bad. Definitely recommend it if you haven't heard the Little Tech album. I get the Nas album what a 74, 75, or 7.4, 7.5 out of 10. This one I'll probably give it like around the same score, like seven point four, seven point five. Like it's it's a good album. It's not 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 it's not bad. I've been bumping it. I've been bumping it. Honestly, like an eight. Fuck it. Why don't I boost it? I'll probably boost it as an eight. Let me give both albums an eight. Why not? Fuck it. Let me just give it an eight. Um. Next we got YG and Tyga's co- new collaboration album. What the fuck is it called again? Hit me when you leave the club. The playlist. 14 songs, 37 minutes long. Again, you're expecting some West Coast bangers, you know, some club shit. That's all you're going to get, right? There's some bangers here, you know. Um, I'm the Reason's Cool. Choose Up is Alright. Thumping is Fire. Brand new? <laughs> With Lil Wayne is cool. I, I, I don't really like the sample. The brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. It's kind of annoying to me, but... The Lil Wayne versus Crazy, and he absolutely fucking carried that song, to be honest with you. Perk 10 is cool. Party time. Party time. Party time. Dog shit song. Uh, Platinum. We going platinum, baby. On the ops. Then my motherfucking bitch on a cop. Yeah, this song's cool. There's bangers on this album. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's definitely some bangers on this album. There's songs that are definitely hitting at the club. Definitely. You're not wrong about that. Tyga and YG, but overall, I really haven't listened to too much of this album. Like, I haven't replayed it as much. Only songs I'm really bumping is Platinum, Choose Up, Perk 10, Brand New, but not even really brand new, just really, really just for the Lil Wayne verse. Um, And then, oh, West Coast Weekend. Oh, West Coast Weekend's a good song. I, I, I like that one, too. I like that one, too. Um, And Thumping. And other than that, yeah, everything else is kind of like, okay, it's just there. 
I mean, it's at least it's not too long, and it's a pretty simple, you know, breezy listen. Fourteen songs, thirty-seven minutes. Like at least it's not oversaturating so much shit. Not giving, shoving us twenty fucking three songs, <clears throat> Drake. But, but I'll take it as for what it is. It's a, it's a, it's an all right record. You know, if I re-listen to it, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll enjoy it a little bit more. But it ain't amazing. It ain't. Oh my god. It's a fucking Tyga and YG album, you know? If you're just gonna expect party bangers and that's all you're gonna get, right? So yeah, that's not that bad, though. I can't really expect much. Um, the Secret Recipe Lil Yachty. So it's like a little EP, but it's a bunch of singles that I already heard that he dropped, you know, one by one. But overall, I mean, he put it into an EP called The Secret Recipe. But The Secret Recipe is the last single that he just dropped with J. Cole. Great song. Great production. J. Cole's feature, one of the best of the year for sure. My goodness, J. Cole just is just he just doesn't fucking miss on features, man. What he just doesn't, it's impossible for this man to miss on features. Um, so yeah, um, that song is amazing. I've been bumping the secret recipe, the song, of course. Um, it's been on my on repeat for sure for a while now, for a couple weeks now. Uh Tesla's a banger. From Yachty, it's been also there. Slide and Solo Step, uh, Step and Creep Boy has also been on my rotation. And then Strike, I mean, it hasn't been on my rotation that much because it was the first single that came out, you know, from the little EP after he dropped the Let's Start Here album in January. But yeah, man, Lil Yachty has been on a roll, man. He's dropped some really good singles. He's dropped some pretty, you know, he dropped a pretty good album this year with, you know, Let's Start Here. And it's been, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah. Oh, let's talk about this new Vord Dwyer. Uh, I don't even know how you say it. Vord Vord Dwyer. Um, Earl Sweatshirt and the Alchemist album. My goodness, man! The Alchemist cannot, and I repeat, cannot make a bad fucking beat. Hence, eleven songs. Great production, smooth listen. I'm not the biggest fan of Earl Sweatshirt, but this motherfucker got this motherfucker's production is so heavy, so in and so captivating. It's gonna get you in the zone, man. It's gonna get you in the zone. Same thing with the Great Escape. Don't really listen to Larry June like that at all. Don't even listen to Larry June. I never even heard of Larry June album besides the Great Escape until he collaborated with the Alchemist. But he sounds top tier on this fucking album. And even though I feel like he has a sleepy delivery, his voice gets kind of stale. With that production, there's always something exciting to hear about it. Even when you're not giving like the most energy. Which I feel like Earl Sweatshirt and Larry June are kind of like these slurred like rappers that don't really have much like tone in their voice. They have, they don't have a bad voice. I'm not saying they sound annoying. They just don't. I don't know. They just don't really have much like energy they don't sound like they were they, i don't know they just sound like they're always kind of half asleep not like gunna i feel like well gunna has it kind of worse than them at times but i think like gunna has gone has done better with like at least like having like a better mic presence like a better mic presence on 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 the track i don't know but um or swatching i mean he's a great lyricist and everything but not like a guy that'll really be listening to his music like that. But this album, yes, because the production's there, man. Literally every song is good. You know? Every <laughs> every song is good. 
like the every the I've been bumping it literally because of the production. Every song slaps. There's not a single song here that I've been skipping because it's only eleven songs, and it's it's really good. There's nothing here that you know. I don't really. I don't have like a favorite production or favorite instrumental on the album at the moment. There's not really something that just stands out as like the best for me, but. It's a good listen, short album, breezy, easy listen. I suggest you to listen to it, of course, if you haven't heard it. Um, you know, Void Dwire, Dwire, Void, Void Dire, Die Void. That's that's what I'm. That's how I'm gonna say it. Good listen. I fuck with it, man. So, even if you don't listen to Earl Sweatshirt, give it a chance. Fuck it, why not, man? G- give it a chance. Give it a chance. Um, okay, let me give a couple more albums. Okay, let's talk about Ken Carson's new album, A Great Chaos. Man, look, I really do like, like, the opium production, like, that opium sound. I really do like the rage beats, but, man, like, I just, man, the beats are crazy. The production's fire. The features are usually not that bad. I mean, Uzi, Uzi is on this album, and then Destroy Lonely is on here three times. He's on Singapore, he's on Paranoid, and he's on Like This with Uzi. And those songs are not that bad. And Jennifer's Body, like, there's some songs here. Again, the production is crazy, but there's not really much that Ken Carson and Destroy Lonely, for me personally, like, do much on the song like i feel like a lot of it is just kind of just carried by just that crazy the crazy fucking 808s that they put in those in the, in the, the crazy 808s the crazy bass that they put in the fucking you know on the beats like it, it's captivating to listen to it it's like it, it kind of just traps you you know at least with cardi there's like it's it's kind of the same but he, at least cardi has a little bit more interesting because he does a lot of vocal inflections he kind of also has like like songs where he kind of just goes repetitive jump at the house jump at the house jump at the house and then he has songs where he kind of takes it a little bit low key but has like a high tempo it's also like certain things are just catchier i think i like i think cardi is just the the fucking king of this opium shit obviously he's the he's the top dog he's the one you know he's the fucking guy that i mean ken carson and destroy lonely are his fucking children pretty much you know as musicians but I just they don't they don't really compete with him like with with that kind of like uh they're good artists and they don't sound bad themselves and they do have bangers but for me me listening to an album like this even though I mean 18 songs in 46 minutes I mean I'm I'm not mad that he was able to shove in 18 songs in less than an hour I still feel like okay that's good enough because even though majority of the songs are like two to three minutes, not that long either. Um, yes, there's some bangers on here for sure. But am I really like, I, after one listen, or after one and a half listen, because I haven't re-listened to the entire album twice yet. There's only a couple songs I'm going back to. Jennifer's Body, Lose It, Me and My Cup, Suck a, suck a Bus, Suck a Bitch, uh, Like This, I guess, and then Nightcore. Oh, and then I need you. So like one, two, three, four, five, 
six, like six, seven songs, seven out of 18. I mean, that's not good. That's not even mid. That's less than mid. Nine out of, nine out of 18 is, is mediocre. So like, yeah, there's not much I'm going back to on this album. Again, those seven songs, I'm definitely can t- try to have them on my rotation, see if I really like fuck with it even more and then give other songs another chance. But after like one complete listen, I'm not really crazy on this album. I also still haven't heard the Destroy Lonely album because that fucking album is like an hour and 20 fucking minutes long. And it has 20 some songs and it's probably going to be the same shit as this one. You know what I mean? It's going to have the same kind of rage production. Maybe some, you know, I bet there's bangers on it, but uh, there's just, I don't know what else I can really say, man. There's just not much else I can really give there. There's just, eh. It is, it is what it is, right? I guess. Um, Pitbull dropped a new album. Trackhouse? Pitbull now just makes music and just uh, samples old, like, classic shit and just makes it into his own thing. He literally sampled Jump, Jump, Jump. You know what I mean? Just why not? He also jumped suave. He also he also jumped. He also sampled suavemente, or remixed it. He made suavemente to a like a like a EDM kind of EDM salsa remix. How are you gonna make a classic like suavemente, the absolute banger of the banger, for the most American people? that can't even name five Hispanic songs, five Spanish songs can give you suavemente. Uh, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it, it kind of bumps though. I was kind of hating, but it kind of bumps. I can't even lie. But yeah, uh, let's take a shot. I'll be honest with you, I don't remember every single song here. The, 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 you know, I just remember that majority of the songs here, he's just kind of sampling other old shit and I mean, some of it doesn't sound terrible, but I'm not really... Like, let's be real, man. Pitbull is not that guy anymore, man. I still fuck with Pitbull, though. I like him as a person. He seems cool. And he definitely got bangers. Oh, man, 2010s Pitbull? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? And even in the 2000s. Mm, come on now. This motherfucker has his hits. I give him his respect. He... Did. I kind of wish that Pitbull still was giving us those... Fireball. Don't stop the party. Hey, like giving us that type of songs. Uh, you know what I mean? I picture that with a Kodak. You know, give me everything tonight. Oh my goodness, bro. Like, you know what I mean? He he can't uh, he can't make a give me everything or a rain over me. Girl, my body don't lie. My he can't give me that shit no more. He can't give me fucking um, international love. Like, he just can't give. I'm just thinking of that Planet Pit album. That's literally all I'm thinking about. That Man, that fucking album has bangers. Bangers. Straight fucking heat. Sorry, man. I mean, of course, stacked with features. And I feel like the features kind of outshine Pitbull. But Pitbull adds a little bit of texture to it, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. 
Um, but yeah, do the features do kind of be carrying? But still, man, he had his fucking hits. But yeah, I mean, try. This is also his first album in four years. He hasn't dropped in a while. Um, Libertad Five Forty Eight was like an album where he had a couple bangers, but a lot of a couple personal songs as well. Um, but yeah, this one was kind of like just trying to make more bangers music, but it just eh, it just kind of falls flat. Doesn't really feel. You know, he was kind of good doing like that 2000, you know, 2010s like sounds and stuff like the EDM and like the party shit. But now it's kind of like, I don't know. No one's really kind of buying into that now. It's an all right. Listen, it's an all right. Listen. Oh, let's talk about this album. The fix before the Carter six. (sighs) This album or mixtape. This is a mixtape that's gonna that dropped uh that Lil Wayne dropped prior to the Carter Six. It's ten songs, thirty three minutes long. What the fuck is this? What is this mixtape, dude? What is this, dude? What am I listening to, bro? I'm glad this is a mixtape and these are not songs that are gonna be actually on the album because this is just what what is this, dude? Act up by with with the John Batiste, not good birds. What was what the fuck is the beat? Who who made that beat? Murder beat was that Murder Beats who made the beat on that song? I think, I believe, Murder Beats. What the f- man? What the hell? Murder? What was that, dude? Why are you give? You're literally giving Wayne a beat that you made in fucking twenty two seconds. Come on, dude. Slip. Nah. Cat food was dog shit. I'm not a fan of cat food. That was like the single for this for this mixtape. No. Tuxedo, eh. Back to like rock 2009 Lil Wayne. Not my favorite kind of Lil Wayne. To the Bank was cool. Chanel number five, I fuck with this one. Fauci or Fauci. Is it Fauci? Fushi? I think it's Fauci. I'm going to say Fauci. Even if it's incorrect, I'm gonna say it like that. She fucking killed this song. I like this song. I, this is the only song I'm like, okay, it's in my rotation. I fuck with it, and it's mostly because of Fauci. Lil Wayne has an okay verse on it, but Fauci kind of raps, sings her ass off on this one. And I'm and I think I'm gonna dive into her music because she's done features with Steve Lacey. She's done feature with Tizo Touchdown. Um. So yeah, like she's worked with some big artists, so. I'm definitely gonna tap into her solo cat solo catalog at some point, so we'll see. No new bitches, no titty boy, titties, 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 titties. <laughs> man, I mean, I I I get you, Lil Wayne. I I get you, man. We all who can't who is not excited about titties, dude. I get it, man. Like, I feel your enthusiasm. Over titties, but on this, on this kind of production, it you're just you're just dragging it, dude. Oh my goodness, man. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was, I was, I was laughing. I also, by the way, made a reaction, uh, album reaction to this to this um, album. So go check it out again, once again, on my YouTube channel. Um, the versatility podcast, by the way, versatility podcast YouTube channel. 
with the blue logo. So the the logo is blue. So just for you to know. Um, yeah. Teddy Boy. And I thought it was like a like a song like that's gonna sound like a two chain songs because two chains his old uh name was Titty Boy so I was like okay maybe two chains maybe it's like a two chains like respect or like song or I don't know like I don't know titties 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 <laughs> oh wow yeah titties guys titties that's all I gotta say titties um good morning Da-da-da. nope not not that good morning um eh. Just there. Yeah, Chanel number five is the only song that I'm really going back to on this song. This mixtape, it's not good. Like Fantano says, not good, dude. It's a, it's a yeah, dude. Mm. This is, that's, that's, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. Okay, there's a couple of other... Uh, wait, let me do, maybe I'll do one more album, guys. I'll do one more fucking album. Oh, let me do Trippy Red's album. A Love Letter to You 5. So I heard this album pretty late. This album came out already two months ago, and I heard it literally in September. So, yeah, it came out in August, and uh, this is the last thing I'll be talking about on the on the podcast because, Jesus Christ, it's already one... It's already... What time is it? One oh eight. I need sleep. I need sleep. Anyways, um, a love letter to you five before I get tired and I can't even speak properly anymore. Um, good album, man. Good. Um, I kind of wish. I kind of wish. I took too long, like reacting to this sound or like trying to get find time to react to this album because I was stuck on Utopia. I was stuck on re-listening to other albums, and now I'm kind of stuck on re-listening to this album and a bunch of other albums. Pretty much all the albums that I've reviewed in this episode, I'm still like listening to actively throughout, you know, throughout the week, throughout next week. And then I still have like I still haven't heard the Bad Bunny album. I'll probably listen to it later today. The Offset album. Fuck, man. I was going to do it. I was going to actually I was going to do an album reaction right after the podcast. But, dude, I think I'm going to have to push that till tomorrow night or later tonight, Thursday night. And then the Bad Bunny, I, maybe I could do two album reactions in one night because I won't have to do an episode until Friday or I can make it till Saturday morning. We'll see. Um, so the Bad Bunny uh, album, the Offset album I still have to listen to, and the West Side Gun album. And those three, I got to make an album. I got to make a reaction videos to all three of those albums. So I'm planning on it. I, it's been already a week. I know I haven't been fucking up to date. I get it. I I know it's a little late, but it it's been a week. Like relax. It's not like I'm reacting to it fucking seventeen years later. Like chill out. You know, relax. But yes, a love letter to you five. Um, I really like this album. It's, it's a good listen. I've I've been fucking with it, man. Uh, take me away. The Corbin feature kind of throws me off, but it's good. It's a good song. I fuck with it. Uh, Last Days, good sing off the um, fuck with that. Dimotion, another good song. How You Alive, a softer song with just like pianos and stuff. Um, that's an alright song. Thinking About You, Think About You. I'm not gonna try to sing that. Um, good song there. Praying for Love, Praying for Love. This one's really good. This one's kind of stuck in my head for a while. Um, Reality is an okay song. A Feeling was was good. Um, it's the way you made me feel. That one's really catchy. Romantic Fantasy, another good song. 
Anatomy with Lil Wayne, fucking banger. The sample, the Lil Wayne verse. Again, Wayne doesn't miss on fucking verses. He may have missed on that mixtape. But he was the he's kill he kills it on he's the king of fucking features he's at least one of them, um closed doors with Roddy Rich this is one of the singles this one's all right like I'm not crazy on this song I think it's cool Roddy Rich actually doesn't have a bad verse not bad action not fucking with that one that one's all right Left for Dead was good Win with Killer Roy I don't know like Killer Roy killed this fucking verse I'm not gonna lie he did his thing they both did their thing they both have good chemistry on this one. A helicopter with Tommy Lee Sparta Brrr, with the chopper. Uh, 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 what the fuck? No, thank you. Uh, took my breath away. Fire. This was one of the first singles off the album. Really good song. Flowers with Bryce Tiller. Pretty underrated. I like this one a lot. The Hate. Why is that the shortest? Like, tell me why is that the shortest song on the album? Not even two minutes. And it's just Chippy Red spazzing over a crazy sample flip. Oh my God. Like, my goodness, dog. We needed more. We, I needed at least four minutes of you rapping that motherfucking beat. Four minutes of the hate beat. I needed four minutes. Gave me not even, they barely gave me two minutes, man. Please. But it's a good song. I fuck with it, though. I fuck with it. It's definitely probably, I think it's one of my favorites. Top two on the album. And then Trip on Night to end this motherfucker with a banger. Trip on Night, heavy banger. I know they, I know that, wait, I know why they act funny. I know why they act funny. I know why they act funny. It's crazy. Great song. Um, So, yeah, Chippy Red. Oh, wait, I didn't rate the, the Lil Wayne album out of 10, did I? Wait, the Pipple album, did I rate? Wait, hold on, I'm going backwards. Pipple album, I give it like a 3, <laughs> a 3 out of 10. Uh, the Hit Me With A Club, the Tyga album, and YG, like of 3.5. Um the fix before the six, like a two and a half, not 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 good at all. Um, and then a love letter to you five, I'll give it like a, I'll give it like an eight. I'll give it like an eight. It's a good album, man. I fuck with it, man. I really do, man. Like, again, to be honest with you, man, Drippy doesn't miss with these. Um, I love letter to you series, man. The fourth one was phenomenal. The th- third one was great. One of his best, the third one is amazing. The third one is one of his best albums ever. 2018 was just an amazing year for Trippy. He literally dropped two of his best albums ever that year. A love letter to you. The first one was, the first one was good, like good. The second one I wasn't amazed, like, um, like insane for. Like the second one was the one that I was like, uh, it's cool. But the third, fourth, fifth, and the first one, great. And obviously, like a better, like come on, man, like this, this was, this was, <laughs> anything wipes anything better than on fucking Mansion Music, because Mansion Music, like, don't get me wrong, there's some bangers on Mansion Music, but Jesus, dude, like, twenty five songs, an hour and sixteen minutes, and a bunch of these songs are just forgettable. Like Mansion Music, we didn't need that shit. We like, you could have just fucking unreleased that shit, but 
a love letter to you five. Okay. You know what I mean? We, we got some good shit here. You know what I mean? I'm happy. I'm satisfied with it. So, so that was that. Um, yeah, that is that. I will talk about for all the dogs, um, and a couple other albums that I still haven't talked to yet. Uh, the Madison beer album. I have also reacted to that, uh, video or the album as a reaction video. It's on my YouTube channel again, the versatility podcast, but I haven't re-listened to it. So once I re-listen to it later today, when I'm in, I'm a, that's going to be one of the albums that I'm going to re-listen to. I'm going to re-listen to Four Other Dogs again. And then Madison Beer's new album, Silence Between Songs. So I can kind of switch it up because I've been listening to a lot of Four Other Dogs, but I'm still going to listen to it. I'm going to re-listen to the Ken Carson album probably. The Georgia Smith album that I also have to re-listen to and I also have to review. God damn it. The Becky G new album, that's another album I have to listen to. God damn it, oh my fucking God. There's sh- there's just so many albums, bro. I literally put this pressure on myself to listen to all these fucking albums. I don't know if I just take too long. or like, I really don't know, man. I'll get it done, guys. Don't worry, don't worry. I've given y'all a good amount of reviews for today. We'll do the rest tomorrow. I know that Drake review, I want to go into detail explain everything, you know, give, I'm not going to miss a single point. So promise Friday night or Saturday morning, I will be talking about four other dogs and also everything else that's going to be included in the podcast. But uh, your boy needs rest guys. I've been recording for almost two fucking hours, but, um, thank you guys for watching this episode. Um, see you guys in a bit, man. See you guys in a bit. Take care. Good night, y'all. Peace out.